what does it actually mean when I say I made 20k in a month? Was that gross revenue? Was that cash received, net revenue, sales to the value of 20k? And how much of that was profit? How much did I take home? These are some of the very questions I'm answering on today's show. I like to be an open book. So if you ask, I'm going to answer. And today's show was inspired by a listener question. I'm going to be giving you a look at the truth about 20k months and profit margins as they relate to my business. But really, I want to get you thinking about your money results, your profit margins, your expenses, your investments. And the next time you see or hear someone talking about her money results, I want to equip you with three really great questions to ask, which will ensure that you get clear on the context around that money result and you can translate that into a potential lesson learned for your business. I'm excited to talk about this aspect of money because it's not something we've actually focused on together yet on the show. And I know you're going to love this episode as much as I've loved recording it. So let's do it. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Cory Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. How are you doing? It's Corrie here from CorrieJavid.com, joining you per use from my blanket fort. I'm actually really glad of the blanket today. It's super cold. I've also got like an extra <laughs> heater on. I'm one of those people that feels the cold. I'm a bit precious when it comes to temperature. I'm afraid to admit that there's no real pleasing me. I'm either too hot or too cold. I'm that person. Oh, anywho, I'm in an exceptionally good mood. I've had my cup of tea. What's not to like about that? I've been listening to this really fascinating audiobook called Why Buddhism is True. Maybe I'll tell you a bit more about that as I'm going through it because I'm finding it really interesting. Yeah, sat there listening to my audiobook, looking out the garden, drinking my tea from my I Am Limitless mug. So I'm feeling ready for you. What can I say? <laughs> Over here, it is half term. If you are not in the UK and you have no idea what that means, it means the kids are out of school for a week this week. And so actually, on that note, I thought I would just share with you one parenting win and one parenting fail <laughs> from the last couple of days. Because we're all friends here, right? And I think I, you might appreciate hearing about what goes on over here in terms of my abilities or inabilities sometimes to parent as well as I would like. So <laughs> let's go with the uh, the win first, shall we? We'll actually start with the good news. So yesterday I was at an adventure playground with my daughter and my best friend and her kids. And I was just listening to, I love just listening to kids chat amongst themselves, don't you? Like just their conversations is the best. And so my daughter and her best friend, which is my best friend's son. Yes, love how that works out, don't you? Um, They were climbing together on this kind of weird sort of 
double chain thing that went between two trees and it was quite tricky to balance on. Anywho, I overheard him say to her, hey, how um, did you manage to get across there? It's really tricky. (laughs) She just replied, I just persevered. (laughs) Oh, that just made me giggle so much because I'm, I'm quite conscious of trying to instill a growth mindset in her. And I'm going to be honest, it doesn't always pan out. Sometimes she just gets super frustrated and doesn't want to try something after she's failed at it. But it's something I'm quite conscious of of wanting to pass on to her because it's not something that I felt like our school system or was really kind of in people's line of sights back when I were a kid is <laughs> this idea of a growth mindset but it's something I'm really I really think is important to try and cultivate don't you so anyway I felt like that was a parenting win because perseverance yes what's not to like about that also if you can hear the neighborhood dogs barking in the background I'm afraid we're just gonna have to, to carry on and deal with that <laughs> keep calm and carry on um okay let's go with the parenting fail <sighs> So um, my daughter at her school, their topic for the whole half term has been the Titanic and she has absolutely loved this, loved telling me all different facts that she's been learning about it. They went to a museum to learn about the Titanic. So of course she found out that there is a film called the Titanic and she's been pestering me endlessly to watch it. Now, this film, you've you've watched it, we've all watched it, right? The Leonardo DiCaprio um, film and Kate Winslet, and it's a 12, it's a rating at 12, and I was like, well, I don't know, you're only seven, it's a 12, but then I was thinking through, well, you know, my my main concern was, would she find the scenes where the ship is sinking kind of scary, would she have nightmares, and so I talked to her about that, and she's like, no, I don't think so, and and I promised to tell you if if it does start to feel scary and we can stop it, and I was like, okay, she is pretty good on that front, she will say if she doesn't want to watch something, if she thinks it's, it's scaring her, so I also then had to think through, well, what else is in there that might not be appropriate for a 12 year old and obviously there's some scenes of amorousness <laughs> some love making happening right um and so i like checked where those were in the film by the way you know you can check on imdb and it will tell you like what's in a film um generally though not necessarily so specifically which we'll come on to in a minute anyhow so i kind of like found a way to circumnavigate those scenes so that i just kind of sent her out the room fast forwarded and she came back in and i also knew that there was a scene where i think a man commits suicide so i was like okay definitely don't want her to be seeing that I was feeling like, yes, I feel like I'm doing well. I'm managing to edit this film, essentially, so that it's appropriate for my seven-year-old. And she was loving it, absolutely loving the film. However, and now if you have a small child listening with you right now, um, I think that you should probably um, cover their ears or pop some earbuds in. Okay, I'm assuming you've done that. Partway through the film, so she's watching it in the kitchen on the TV in there, and I'm kind of like half watching, half getting some food ready. And she she just turns to me and says, Mummy, what's a one-legged prostitute? Oh, parenting fail. I had not foreseen that phrase coming in the film. Now, I'm all for fielding questions, you know, if they ask about something that's a bit adult, I try to find an age-appropriate way of explaining. I want her to feel like I will always answer her questions. I had nothing, gonna be honest with you, I had nothing (laughs) to give. And I just had to say, um, well, remember that this is a more adult film and unfortunately, I cannot think of any way to explain that to you. (laughs) Let's just move on. Luckily, she was very distracted by the film and it hasn't come up again since, but oh my days. Talk about facepalm moments. So one parenting win, one parenting fail. That's just the balance of life sometimes, isn't it? 
Anywho, I don't know if that was interesting or not at all, but I shared it anyway. What else has been going on over here? Oh, one of my clients just messaged me yesterday celebrating an 8K cash month, which seems appropriate because we're talking about 20K months, but actually really any K months and the truth about them and profit margins. We'll come back to that in a minute, but super proud of that client. Yay. Um, The other thing is so many of you have been loving episode 69, Are You All In? Oh my goodness, I don't think I've ever had so many emails and DMs about a single episode. So I love that. So thank you for reaching out and telling me. Several of you have mentioned that you've listened to it twice. Um, Several of you have mentioned that you've actually changed a bit what you're doing or your approach or you're now really committed or you're doing something to really go all in like really investing in yourself or team or whatever the thing is and I'm absolutely loving that so that was really lovely to hear that that one really resonated with you ladies so I kind of want to ask a favor in return if I may can you go ahead if you enjoyed that episode or this episode or any of my episodes can you go and do me a favor do me a solid and leave me a review in iTunes reviews help this show to get seen by other women like you that would enjoy it too and benefit from it hey maybe there's women out there that aren't all in and need to hear that message let's get the message out there if you could go leave me a review I will be your best friend forever and I also will be picking people as I usually do from time to time to win a free call with me so I normally pick review of the month so And it's about time we'll be kind of probably catching up on that again soon, as you probably know by now. I kind of do that in spates. But so now is the time to go and get your review in because you could win a free coaching call with me. Just head over to iTunes. You can even pause this and just do it now. It'll take like a minute. Thank you. I appreciate you for doing that. So let's talk about money today, shall we? And the truth about 20K months and profit margins. By the way, if you hear it, in addition to the neighborhood dogs, we hear a kind of clicking in the background. It's my little heater that I've got tucked right next to me. This is a thing with living in a 1930s property. We have a new heating system, but it's still, you know, it needs a little bit of extra help sometimes. Anywho, <laughs> let's talk about money. You know money is one of my favorite topics. Yes, it is. And this episode was in fact inspired by a question from a listener. So her and I were talking and she was asking me about the reality of earning 20k or more in a month. So you ladies know I've been very vocal about the fact that May and June specifically I spoke about those months in particular. May was my first 20k cash month. June I made, was it 24? 522 it was more than 20 I should have fact checked that shouldn't I and so I've talked about that a lot so she was asking me about that and asking me things like but is that how much you take home is that sales made is that gross revenue net revenue what does that look like and I thought these were really excellent questions and I always endeavor to be an open book with you ladies because I know that I know what it's like to be listening to people who are teaching you and wondering what they're doing and wondering what the reality is for them. At least that's how I always felt listening to podcasts. So anytime you have a question like that, do ask because I could well turn it into an episode for you. And so I like to be transparent and keep things real. So I want to answer those questions and more for you today because actually those questions lead us to a kind of wider conversation, which is one we haven't really had yet, which is about kind of your business, your money goals, your profit margins, how you're paying yourself. And so I'm really excited for us to dig into that. 
because maybe you hear people, and me included, talking about their money results and you're kind of left wondering what the reality actually is. Maybe they sound impressive, but you have no idea what really went into making them happen. So you're kind of left scratching your head. Or maybe you wonder if people are being truthful when they share those kind of results. Maybe you just got kind of questions about your own money results and what it should look like for you. Should you be taking all of that cash home? What should your profit margin look like? Maybe you've just got questions around that. So let's dig into this topic today because I want to remove any mystery shrouding this topic. And I'm going to share obviously some behind the scenes info on my business um, around those specific 20k cash months, but also just generally um, and my profit margins. But I want to get you thinking about your profit margins and your money results. And I'm going to suggest to you some better questions to ask when you hear someone celebrating their own money goals. And I mean questions questions that you can ask literally of them, maybe, if you feel like that's a possibility, but also ask yourself. When you're engaging with somebody's content, they're telling you about a money result, you know, having that line of questioning that helps you to actually learn or examine the situation or examine the context around it that's going to help you to translate that into, well, what would that mean for you? What would that look like for you? How can that help your business? Okay, so that's my aim for us today. Let's dig straight in with money results, what they mean, and then from there we'll get into what we can ask. So when I talk about money results, I'm pretty much exclusively, in fact, I can't think of a time when this hasn't been true, I'm always talking about cash months. So you might have heard me even say that, 20k cash months or my first 10k cash month. And I'm always careful to put that in there because I want to be transparent about that. But maybe that's not even transparent enough because maybe you haven't really picked up on why I'm doing that or what that is really indicating. So when I talk about a figure of money and it being a cash month to that amount, I mean that the total cash received in that calendar month in my business was that amount. So that means cash in the bank. Now that's really important because I think that sometimes people out there aren't distinguishing whether their money result that they're telling you about and celebrating is a cash result or if it's actually a sales result, which is a different thing. Now, I've never actually even calculated my sales value of a given month because, say, for example, let's look at it this way just so that you understand what I mean by sales value. So let's say I signed, I don't know, four new one-to-one clients uh, onto my waitlist. And I did that this month uh, on top of um, selling some templates and on top of, um, I don't know, whatever else I might be selling. Now, if I was talking about sales, if I if I totaled up the sales value of, say, those four clients... They might have just paid me a deposit this month. So that that might be the cash received because you need to pay a deposit to get onto my waiting list, right? And that figure is actually quite nominal and quite low by comparison to my fees that I charge for one-to-one coaching. So the investment to coach with me one-to-one for six months is £8,000. So I could say if I was just quoting the sales value for those four clients, I could say that I had, (laughs) now I'm going to have to do some maths, bear with, I'm really that bad. My four times tables have just left me. 
it's funny how doing maths on the fly or whilst in the middle of conversation is not my forte. I do know my four times tables don't feel bad for me, but it's just, you know, when you're just like, oh God, I just want to make sure that that's right. So anywho, so if I was quoting that amount, which would be £32,000, that sounds like super impressive, but it's not actually showing the amount of money I received in my business this month. That would in fact only be if I was taking, say, a £250 deposit for those four people. Actually, it would only be £1,000. Can you see the massive difference? And for me, I've never been interested in in sales and calculating how my business is doing. So I want to kind of qualify what I mean there. I do look at sales figures and I do look at like conversion rates and I'm always interested in converting better and, of course, selling more, not with one-to-one because I have a limit. But what I mean is I'm never calculating, oh, what is the total value of the sales that I've made in that way? I'm never calculating that because it doesn't actually really serve me. I want to know how much cash has come into my business this month. But that's not the only figure that I'm looking at. We'll come back to that in a second. I really wanted to make that distinction clear to you in case it isn't already obvious to you. Maybe it is. Maybe you're like, yeah, I know all this. And that's fine. Um, Because when people are out there talking about their money um, results, sometimes they may be talking about cash received like I am. Sometimes they may be talking about the value of the sales that they made. And that could be money that would be received over several months, maybe even a year, depending on the types of offers that they have. And now I don't want to, um, you know, pee on anybody's parade, but, and I also think that any kind of way that you're generating money is something that we can celebrate and is an achievement. And, you know, if you were talking about a launch and you had people on a payment plan, you might want to calculate, well, okay, I've sold a hundred spaces on a payment plan that will equal this amount of money in terms of how much money potentially did your launch create? Yeah, there's there's definitely reasons to be calculating that sometimes and, and there's definitely reasons to be celebrating that. So I don't want to kind of undermine anybody's celebrations, but I just think we should be clear as business owners when we are talking about our results on the internet. I don't know why I did that weird voice for internet, but there we are. I did it. I'm rolling with it. Um, but on podcasts, you know, on social media and things, I do think we should be really clear. So when I talk about my money results, I'm always talking about cash received, cash in the bank that month. Now, the other truth about my 20K cash months or any cash month in my business is that's not the only figure I'm calculating though. The one that I'm personally, from a CEO perspective, paying more attention to is what I call my adjusted income or my adjusted cash received. What do I mean by that? Sometimes, about 50% of the time, in fact, clients who work with me one-to-one will pay me upfront. There is a small savings to be made there, and also they get a money mindset intensive thrown in as a pay-in-full bonus. So half of my clients pay me monthly, and half of them, more or less half, that's kind of always seems to work that way, pay me in full upfront. Some of them would just rather get that investment done and out of the way and not think about it. Some of them like to be paying, find it incentivizing to be paying it every month. Whatever works for them, I'm kind of open to that. In fact, my point being, if I have a couple of clients roll off of my wait list and into working with me in a given month, um, and let's say they both pay me, in full up front, that will give a kind of boost to my cash received that month. Do you see? Because 
at £8,000 a head, and that would be £16,000 just from those two clients on top of the monthly payments from the rest of my clients, my ongoing clients, and other, you know, other money received like template sales, course sales, that kind of thing. And so I actually prefer personally to look at my adjusted income on any given month because if you're looking at purely my cash received, my income level uh, varies a little bit more because it will depend on whether I had space for clients to roll off of um, the waitlist and into working with me and therefore that potential of having them pay in full or if it's just a more steady month, I'm fully booked, I don't have any space to take on anyone else and then those who are paying me monthly, it's their their payments that are making up the kind of majority at this point of my income. Of course, template sales fluctuate as well. But my point being that that would look like quite kind of peaks and troughs if I wasn't actually looking at the adjusted income. So that's what I do in my business. Now, this will be um, different to you depending on what you have happening in your business. But if you are receiving cash in advance for things, you know, payment in full up front for things, it might be worth you considering adjusting your income each month if you haven't or you're not ready to see actually, you know, what am I typically bringing home? Or what am I typically bringing in to the business? Does that make sense? So if I brought in two clients off of my wait list this month, when I'm looking at the adjusted income, I'm not taking their paid in full the £8,000. I'm taking what that divides down to on a monthly basis, which would be like 1300 something like that. <laughs> I should know, right? Um, and so... I figure that out so it's more of a true and accurate reflection of the kind of work that I'm doing, the value that I'm providing this month and then the payment that I'm receiving as a result. Okay, so I just wanted to be really transparent around that so you can understand like what I'm talking about and also what I'm calculating and what's important to me. If you want me to be talking more about actual cash management, cash flow management, business finances, I am more than happy to. And I may be bringing that topic more to the show. I'd love to know what your questions are. Send me a DM over on Instagram at Corey Javid that I always say to DM me over there because it's like less of a busy and crazy inbox than Facebook for some reason. So I'm much more likely to see it, <laughs> being totally honest with you there. Um, or send us an email to team at corriejavid.com. We always like to hear your episode suggestions and questions. Okay. I really want you to think, so we've been talking about money results, what they mean when people are talking about them, what they could mean. And if somebody hasn't distinguished between cash received and sales to the value of, then it's kind of worth asking that question um, when you're viewing people's money results in that way. But I'd love you to really think about, well, what are your money results? Have you been tracking them? Are you looking at how much cash you've received each month? Are you looking at what the average is over the last, say, three months and six months so you can kind of get a feel for that? And are you setting yourself money goals so that you can be boosting those money results over time and working towards increasing your income? All good questions to be asking yourself. And if you're not, be truthful with yourself about why you're not. That will be your money mindset at play, my love. Yes. Having experience of that myself, that's something that I, I totally get. I used to be that person who hid away from personal finances. I've actually always been pretty good with business finances. For some reason, my mind decided to, to separate the two. So 
I was actually really all over it with my business finances from pretty much day one, but I didn't necessarily translate that immediately into my personal finances. And I had to do some additional money mindset work to heal some of my um, money mindset stories and some, and forgive myself for some things around money because that I was toting around with myself and get over myself really and get over my own BS <laughs> around money to apply these same sorts of principles of tracking money and setting goals to my personal finances. Anyway, just wanted to share that with you. Okay, let's talk about better questions to ask. Let's say that you see somebody out there on the internet talking about making really great sums of money. What are some of the better questions that you can be asking so that you're giving yourself that kind of true view of the situation and then allowing yourself to kind of learn about what that might mean for your business and translate those learnings to what you're doing? So the first question, I think, um, when we're talking about money results would be, what is her profit margin? So that's not something we've talked about, is it, with my 20K cash months? Yes, it's impressive to be a vibrational match for 20k in cash. Yes, it's wonderful to be receiving that kind of money. And at at that point, it was like the most money I'd earned in a single month to date. So super exciting and worth celebrating. But what is my profit margin? Because if my profit margin was like 10%, way less impressive, right? (laughs) If I was only like, actually, you know, if I was spending 18k of that on expenses in my business and only netting two well that's a very different story and that's what I'm talking about when I say like let's ask better questions because then you get the actual context of the thing and you can look at it a little bit more clearly and so something that I know to be true is that there are a number of six and seven figure business owners out there earning really incredible money and hats off to them, but their business model is such that their profit margins are really low. Now, sometimes that depends on the type of business that you're in, Um, but don't go using that as an excuse. You know how I hate that. (laughs) Don't tell me that your business is special and therefore you can never have high profit margins. I do think there's always scope to increase your profit margins if you want to. Um, So anywho, that's a whole other topic. But my point being that, yes, for some industries or for some types of things that you're doing, you know, if you've got some type of product that you're creating that takes a ton of product development and loads of manufacturing costs, then maybe your profit margins are low, or maybe you just have the type of business model where you intentionally have low profit margins, but you're all about, you know, selling at scale, like really shifting these things that you're selling or these products or services. So it really depends, of course, but I'm always really interested in, well, what is her profit margin like? How much is she netting? How much are her expensive and what expenses and what's going into that? So I think it's worth just kind of being aware of that so that when you hear some of these big shiny results, sometimes you're not kind of blinded by them or made to think that what you're doing doesn't measure up because actually you can have a six figure business owner and a seven figure business owner and they could be making the same profits. And I'm not just talking about percentage, I mean the actual take home profits could be the same depending on how they've structured their business and how their expenses pan out. Does that make sense? So I think it's a really important question to be asking. So the next question you may well be asking are then, well, what are my profit margins? And so I'm happy to tell you. 
And so this is something that's really important to me. I am really mindful of my margins and keeping my margins high is something that interests me. I would rather earn less overall but take more of it home or have more of it to reinvest in the business. Does that make sense? So my profit margins are typically around 70%. So that's on average calculated over like the last six months. So a 70%, it's actually 70.7%. It would be really specific. So a 70% profit margin, meaning that of the income of the cash that I receive, 30% goes on business expenses. And if you're interested in what my biggest expense items are in my business, then my team, of course, because you know I'm totally down with buying back time. You know that I know that time is my biggest commodity. So damn straight. It's one of my biggest line items and gladly my team support me and I am massively grateful for those qualified, skilled, wonderful, (laughs) talented women that support me in my business. And so that wasn't always true, of course. Um, for several months, I was doing this largely solo. And so I was making less overall because I was spending more of my time doing things that now my team do. Does that make sense? So I just wanted to share that with you that my biggest expense item would be team and also investment in myself. So investment in coaching that I receive and that support that I get from my mindset. So that right now looks at the one-to-one support that I get from my coach, um, but also we have the mastermind so those it's kind of all rolled into one thing but those two things together make up the vast majority of the expenses in my business and I'm very intentional about that and I'm very happy about that situation so I'd love you to think about what is your profit margin have you calculated that have you worked out how much you are actually netting once you have deducted your expenses from the cash you're receiving in your business do you know your numbers are you keeping an eye on that and is it something that you're mindful of a book that I read really early on in my business I actually listened to it it was Profit First by Mike Michalowicz and actually it's funny because you would think that a book on business finance might might be kind of dry it's actually really quite engaging and amusing in parts up to you if you want to go and listen to that or not but the main principle of it is that you need to account for and be intentional about how much profit you're expecting to make first because then it makes you examine your business expenses differently whereas otherwise you know how like in your personal finances tell me if you've been there you are expecting some more cash for some reason I'll give you an example from our life So when our daughter finished nursery many years ago, we were like, amazing, we're going to have £550 extra a month. We're going to feel so rich having that much money extra a month. And then a few months after that, I remember saying to my husband, wait, where went to that money that we thought we were going to have every month? You know how you're, if you're not mindful of your money, then you grow and expand within your means. It's the same with your business, right? And so that's kind of one of the premises of the book Profit First is that you need to be paying, uh, be putting away money for the profits first and it forces you to be creative with your expenses. So I'd love you to have a think about your profit margin. Get familiar with that if you haven't already. The second question, which is a better question to ask when we are faced with a uh, money result is what is she paying herself? So profit margins and what you're paying yourself are in fact or should be Hmm. two different things. So I'm not necessarily taking all of my profit margin home. In fact, not even not necessarily, never. (laughs) 
I'm never taking all of my profit margin home. Obviously, there are things like taxes that one must tuck money away for. Are you doing that? And I also, though, I'm really intentional with those profits. And I think about what am I doing with my business? How do I want to reinvest in myself, in my business, in my team? And I make reinvestments all the time for the purposes of growth. And that's one of the reasons why my business has grown as quickly as it has is because I've been very intentional about that decision making. I'm playing a long game here, ladies, and I encourage you to do the same. So my business is making over six figures at this point. And I want to be totally frank with you. I'm not currently paying myself a six-figure salary. I'm not very far off of that, like let's be honest, but I'm not because I see the importance of the long game. Like I said, I know I will reap the rewards more if I'm continuing to grow a sustainable and profitable business. So I actually paid myself a much smaller wage than I could have for quite some time in my business. And I don't think this gets talked about enough. And that's why I was keen to bring this conversation to the show today. And that's what helped me to grow my business because I invested in support in my mindset and I invested in my team. And those things have paid dividends and got me to where I am now. And so I keep investing in those things going forward because I see them as critical to my business growth. And so I'd love you to think about, are you making those kinds of decisions? Are you being really intentional with your investment decisions for your business? Or are you seeing money that should be seen as an investment, seeing it as money spent? Are you thinking of as money out of your pocket or money out of the family pot? If so, I hate to tell you this, but I'd say that's quite short-sighted. Sorry, love. Said with love. (laughs) Because really you want to be thinking about what does the business need? What does the business need to sustain itself and to grow and to be healthy and have healthy profit margins in the future and to be growing the cash received every month? If you're not willing to invest in your business and you're taking everything out of the business yourself, then you can't be expecting it to grow in the same way that it could. Now, I know that sometimes situations dictate different scenarios and and, and perhaps you're in a a place where you have to take money out of most of the money out of the business to make ends meet at home but I would really encourage you to think about the money that you could be spending in your business as investments and be thinking about that long game and actually would a bit of short-term pain quote-unquote now in terms of you know sacrificing a little bit of your own take home but in but being able to reap those rewards for years to come later by having grown your business, would that be worth it? So I see that happening quite often. I see, unfortunately, women making decisions on what they're doing with the money that comes into their business based on fear, essentially. And so I would just encourage you to try to adopt more of a CEO mindset. Now, it doesn't mean that you're like investing everything back into the business if that's not the right thing for you. And it doesn't mean that as soon as you see something or have an idea of something that could help you that you immediately throw your money at it and say, well, it's an investment. I'm playing the long game. Don't misunderstand me. But my point is, are you being really intentional? And with any investment decision that's presented to you or which comes your way, are you thinking about it in terms of the long-term payback, in terms of that return on investment, not just necessarily in the timeframe of making the investment, but the bigger, longer picture? 
So I'd love to encourage you to be more intentional if you haven't been already or just to even check in with yourself in terms of how you're paying yourself, how you're putting money away for things like reinvestment, for development and growth, for support, for taxes, all of those things. And I know that if you're not, it's probably, isn't it, because you're afraid or there's some money mindset issues at play then. So in which case, I really encourage you to dig into those, my love, because to be growing and creating a sustainable business, we need to be, you know, really mindful of these kinds of numbers and bringing that intentional decision making to what we're doing. Okay, the third question, which is a better question to ask is, if you see somebody telling you that they have made X amount of money, a question to ask yourself, I know the immediate knee-jerk reaction question so often is, how, but how did she do that? A better question is what was her mindset around that? You may have heard me talk about this on the show before. This is something that's really encouraged amongst us in my millionaire makers mindset that I'm part of is that when any of us are celebrating our successes, we are also encouraged to share what was our mindset that enabled us to make that thing happen. And I love that as a question, what was her mindset? And so whenever I see somebody now online, really making it happen, really achieving some incredible things, I think, yay, number one, that's possible for me too then, because she's doing it. So why not me? you should be thinking the same too. Yes. And number two, ooh, I wonder what her mindset was around that. Rather than, oh, what was her strategy? I need to follow exactly what she did. Have a think about what was her mindset. And I quite often will think, well, what is she believing that perhaps I'm not believing yet? And is there any adjustment that I can make there? And so the truth about my biggest cash months has always been every single time that you can see a direct correlation between the amount of cash received in my business when they're at the peak when we're talking about the peaks, less so the kind of like middling months, but the peaks always correlate exactly to me having my mindset totally on point, feeling most abundant, working on pushing my mind to the next level of being able to receive which is what I teach effectively inside of Limitless Money. So it is a course about, of course, healing your relationship with money and healing that past so that you can build on a strong foundation. But it's also about up-leveling your mindset so you can up-level your financial reality, right? It's why I created that course. And so that's the work that I'm always doing myself, but I do it in kind of like fits and bursts sometimes. So depending on what I'm working on in my business, I might feel just really ready to push to the next income level. And so I do that mindset work. And when that mindset work really takes hold and when I'm really feeling like I'm at that next level mentally, reality catches up so quickly and you can literally see it in that kind of line graph that I have in my Stripe account. I don't know if you know what I mean. If you have a Stripe account, you know what I mean. You can see the kind of ups and downs of your income over time. I can be like, yep, this is how I was feeling that month. Yep, this is how I was feeling that month, right? And so I would love you to be interested in that and to kind of make a study of that like I do. And know that strategy is great, but it won't get you there alone. You need the mindset. And so when you see somebody else talking about their money results, ask that question. What was her mindset around that? What is she believing that I'm perhaps not? What BS or stories has she let go of that I'm perhaps clinging to or arguing to keep? Which is a really interesting and provoking question that I ask myself sometimes. 
And I would love you to also look back at the biggest cash months that you've had today and ask yourself, what was your mindset like at those times? I bet you find a positive correlation there for you too. I was just doing this, in fact, with a client the other day. We were talking about June, in fact, was a really excellent month for her. And I reminded her of that. I was like, that was like such a great month. And why was that so great? And she was like, well, it's because... I was feeling in a really good place. And so when we can see that for ourselves, it's really motivating because you know how you can replicate that. Then you know how you can be on a regular basis altering your state, raising your vibration, which is literally just doing anything that makes you feel amazing and abundant, right? It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And also working on your beliefs and working on your money mindset and clearing through those things that are holding you back and slowing you down or making you feel afraid or telling you why you can't do something. Okay, so I hope that's been um, useful for you today. I was really excited to bring this topic to you because I thought it was a really great question. And just to recap, we talked about the distinction between cash months and sales received months. And I also talked about how I calculate my adjusted income every month. And so depending on your type of business, that might be something you're interested in. But I encouraged you to start tracking how much income you're receiving and know your numbers in that way and set money goals, of course, if you aren't already. And then we talked about the better questions to ask. So Number one was, what is her profit margin? And also, what is your profit margin? Number two was, what is she paying herself? And also, what are you paying yourself? And and also, with that, with the income that you're taking home, another kind of piece of that equation, because the remainder of that profit margin of anything that's left after expenses and taxes should be designated to growing your business. So are you being intentional about that? And then the third question was, what is her? What was her mindset around that? So when you see those big money results, I'll be asking that and also be asking yourself the same thing. When you look back over, say, 2019 so far and you look at well, where have been the peaks, what was your mindset like at those times? Okay, it's time for today's dash of woo. And I want us to dig into what is your truth, because this is what we've been kind of getting at, the truth around 20K, my 20K months, but the truth around money results for everybody else. But really, it doesn't matter about my results. It doesn't matter about anyone else's results. What matters is how you are feeling about the money situation in your business. That's really what matters. It's not really actually about the numbers. It's about how you are feeling. If you're hiding from your finances, if you're not being the CEO and looking at your finances regularly, knowing your numbers, planning, setting money goals, I get it. I totally get it. I know that you're probably afraid if that's true. I know that you're probably afraid of seeing lack if you dig into the numbers, afraid of there being even less money than you kind of fearfully suspect, right? I've been there definitely on the personal finances side. So although I've been pretty solid on the business finances side, I've definitely been there personally. So I totally understand. But also, speaking as someone who has been there, I can say this with absolute certainty, that that mindset, that fear, that kind of tendency to bury your head in the sand maybe or not want to look at these kinds of things in your business, it's not serving you. Didn't serve me in my personal finances, not going to be serving you in your business. And so this, if this is you, or even if you're doing okay, but you just actually would like to be earning more, <laughs> I could, and I may well do at some point in the not too distant future, give you the tools to actually calculate and track all this stuff. But I also know that if you've been afraid of doing this work or putting it off, if I just gave you the tools, you probably still wouldn't use them, right? Because it's your mindset that really is holding you back from doing this type of work if, if you have been held back. 
And so that's what needs to be addressed. And so that forms the basis of today's Dash of Woo. So while I would ideally love all of you to heal your relationship with money in the way that I have, because it has been so transformational for me and in the way that I teach inside of my Limitless Money course, because I believe so deeply in this work, because I know it's been massively transformational for me and hugely empowering, but also has that exact same impact onto the women who I teach one-to-one because I teach all this stuff one-to-one with my clients, right? And the women inside of that course that have been through that already. It's not open for enrollment right now, right? And maybe you missed out on that. Maybe you're like, yes, I want to sign up next time, but what can you do right now? Or even if you don't feel that that's the right thing for you, what can you do? I want to give you a dash of woo today that's going to get you going in that right direction so that you can start digging into some of these numbers for yourself and your business and empower yourself. When you know what's going on in your business, you can be empowered to make positive changes, right? It's all around abundance mindset. The more we can be cultivating an abundance mindset instead of a lack mindset, the more it serves us in our business and the more we receive simple as that. So I want to give you a really simple dash of woo today, which is some mantras, affirmations, use me the way. And they are this. I am abundant. It is safe to receive. I am open to receiving money. I am supported by money. So there's four um, affirmations there. I'll read them again. I am abundant it is safe to receive. I am open to receiving money. I am supported by money. Write them, say them, set them as reminders on your phone, put them somewhere that you see them all the time. Start to positively cultivate the beliefs and the mindset that's going to support you with all of this work in your business. And definitely do this if you can before sitting down to dig into any of your numbers. So taking a few deep and cleansing breaths and saying these to yourself and feeling the vibration of them being true, seeing that future version of you who is earning more because she also believes those same things that you're cultivating as beliefs now can really help you to get into that right mindset to actually feel brave enough and courageous enough to face the numbers in your business because as soon as you face them and you can see the reality then you can make positive changes and you can take control of the situation rather than letting things kind of happen unintentionally and when we take back that control we re-empower ourselves to become more financially free ultimately but I know that it takes steps to get there and so just Knowing what your numbers are is a really great first step. And from there, setting yourself some stretch goals and then moving your way up the income ladder. It's totally possible for you, right? You can be up-leveling your mindset and up-leveling your financial reality. It's not just possible for me, my clients, my course students. You can do it too, okay? So try this dash of woo and love it and let me know when you love it. I always love it when you ladies tell me you've loved a dash of woo. If you want to be making your own, I don't know, 10K, 8K, 5K, 20K, 100K cash months, whatever that looks like for you, I have a few things that will help you with that if you would like some support. The first one, like I said, the first job with any of this when we're talking about numbers is actually getting your mindset on board. There's no point digging in to say a spreadsheet or getting the calculator out if you're immediately filled with fear um, or resistance. So work on your mindset first. And I'd say a really great place to start would be with my guided manifestation meditation template. 
The reason being is that you get to tailor this template to create your own guided meditation that you listen to as you go to sleep every night and it reprograms your mind. But the best part is, is that it has the script in there to lead you into it. It has a ton of um, affirmations around abundance already in there. And then it has the script to lead you out. But this middle section is up to you to change depending on what you want to work on. So if you have a look at how you're feeling around doing this kind of work with money and then switch it around to some positive affirmations, the things that you would need to believe to be true in order to feel like you can embrace this type of work, you can pop that into that guided meditation and that will really quickly help you to override some of those fears, some of those limiting beliefs, okay? So you can find that at the Limitless Mother template shop, corriejavid.com forward slash shop. Go and get your hands on that if that sounds like something that you could be using to support you here. And then the other thing, of course, is we're talking about you know, making a certain amount of money each month and making a certain amount of profit and how much you're taking home and how much you're reinvesting. All of that comes from planning and knowing how to manifest those bigger numbers and inch your inch or even speed or even quantum leap your way up the income scale. And so if that sounds good to you, then I would definitely suggest that you're going to love, because my goodness, the women are loving this already, that have already purchased this, you're going to love my Manifest Your Money Goals template. And so it doesn't matter where you are in the year as you're listening to this, there's never a better time to start than today, setting goals and working on manifesting them. So I teach my five, my signature five-step manifestation process, which is really easy. And I lay it all out there in there for you. So not only do we set the goals, set them in the right way, create a plan to get you there. Um, we've got a really great principle as well to help you, but I also lay out all the steps to manifest those goals, to actually make them happen with ease. This is the exact process that I'm using all the time in my business. So when I'm talking about my 20k cash months is because this is what I do. So if you want to just go and steal my secrets, use what I use, don't reinvent the wheel, then head over to corriejavid.com forward slash shop. And the Manifest Your Money Goals template is actually in the everyone loves space on there right now. It's also probably on the homepage there. And you can always just go to the shop the lot section if you're looking for any of my templates. And if you've been listening to today's show and you're thinking, ah, actually, I really need to just heal my relationship with money once and for all, then I would strongly encourage you to get onto the waitlist for Limitless Money because I think that will be so deeply transformational for you. It's why I created it for you because I know that so many women like the previous me <laughs> needed this help in healing that relationship with money and then learning how to continuously up level and move through limiting beliefs and fears as they pop up. So this is the work that I did myself to heal my relationship with money. And it's also the later sections of the course of the work that I do all the time now to up level my mindset and up level my income. So I'm going to be re-releasing that next year, relaunching it next year. If you want to get on the wait list, I reward wait listers. So you know I reward action takers. So head over to corriejavid.com forward slash limitless. And that's where you can sign up. That's corriejavid.com forward slash limitless. And on that note, I'm going to say ta for now. <laughs> and don't forget, you are limitless. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. 
It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.